0: We're live. Welcome to Big D After Dark. Uh, we're excited to talk some FC Dallas soccer. Take your comments and questions live because we have a lot to get to. We've had sort of a spotty couple of weeks, partly because I've been out of the country, but I am back stateside and excited to be with you and excited to be uh, with with my friends. Well, first of all, I'm Nathan Hill at Nathan J. Hill. You can follow me there on Twitter. Our buddy Ishmael at Belcora Ishmael and there. Uh, a few beers in to a nice evening uh, in the Upper Midwest is our buddy Jose Carmona. You can follow him at at El Chico Carmona, and yeah. a couple of shots, and a couple of shots. All right, good, 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 good for him. Well, and, and we have a lot to, to to cover. We got of course North Texas to talk about. Um, some some up and down results. It's not been a great couple of weeks for the for the squad. There's been some some interesting results uh, for the whole franchise. And, and some other news too that we'll get to about shirt sponsors, but of course our main headline has got to be FC Dallas. We got to talk about these this past uh, couple of results. FC Dallas, uh, of course, welcomed. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm already blinking uh, on all the teams that we played because because the jet so lag. We played we
1: played Miami on Fourth of July. Miami, we enter Miami,
0: Fourth of July yep. at home and. Not the greatest game in front of a, a raucous fireworks ready crowd. Gave up a late goal. Sense. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. One one at home. Um, but of course, Inter Miami is actually up. They're not a. They're not the laughing stock of the league anymore. They're a tough team to play. We'll, we'll, we can we can get into that. But then, Ashley Dallas went down to Houston, and uh, twice led in the match. In what is a classic Texas Derby uh, experience, classic Houston, one of the
1: best, one of the best Texas Derby matches that we've had in a long time. That game was scintillating till the end.
0: And here, and actually, we have a new guest to, to join us tonight. Uh, also here, we're welcoming in uh, our buddy Colin, uh, also goes by cove Yo,
1: Colin, drink to you, my man.
0: Yes oh, sir. Wait, wait,
1: guys. Guys. Here's a shot. All right.
0: Going Jose. down. Uh oh.
1: in Polish, we say na zdrowie. All
0: right. Drink well. All right. Well, Colin, thanks for joining us on short notice as we really get into the the, the FC Dallas results of the past uh, couple weeks were live. So we'll take comments and questions live, folks. Type it in on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever you're watching and, and, and we' we'll, it'll shape the show okay right, so let's get right into it just how are you feeling about FC Dallas right now at this point in the season um, one win in the last I think eight games now um, but at the same time there's been like this result against Houston and a away draw you, you take typically in a uh, in this league but some drop points at home. Um, some disappointing results here and there, some injuries that certainly have played a factor into that. where you're not having your best starting back line, uh, a team that's still very much figuring things out under a first year head coach, and Nico Estevez, uh, you know, so you, you can put all that into the equation, and yet have mixed feelings maybe about this team. Some frustration about where this team is, even as you acknowledge some things that are going wait, well. Wait, wait uh
1: excuse me guys Nazarov. all
0: right this is why you tune into the show you know
1: all right Marston, that's my brother-in-law we're we're <laughs> having a good time out here
0: yeah it's good enjoy, enjoy it some vacation enjoy some enjoy some some libations that's right what? So how are y'all feeling about this team at this point? In hey guys, sorry, sorry,
1: sorry to just you know hop <laughs> in. That's all right. No, you're good. You're good.
0: All right, Ishmael, <laughs> we'll start with you. How are you feeling about this team at this point in the season?
2: I'm kind of tired. It's uh, it's kind of a, it's it's always uh, it's been a roller coaster couple of weeks mm-hmm. yeah it's not like we're losing or tying games out of playing terribly it's we're losing and tying games because we kind of like let our foot off the gas in second halves so it's like kind of roller coaster emotion type games like I don't think I I felt all of the emotions in that Houston game I was I was screaming cheering on, on on my on my family's sofa for like 10 minutes after that 93rd minute goal and then for an hour after the game, I wouldn't talk to anybody. I was that pissed. So like, it's just, just very uh range of a large range of emotions. We uh, really hope we can actually close out games in the next couple of weeks because it's gonna matter
1: now that the teams are getting close.
0: Mm-hmm. Jose, your feeling about FC Dallas at this point?
1: Relief, man. Honestly, I. I was watching the game like everybody else. But honestly, we lost for Fonda fond injury, and then we had Nana replace him, who, by the way, not the best defender. And then we had Hedges go down, and we had Tafari, who, let's face it, has been shaky. I know everyone's upset that we, that we blew a lead and didn't get the three points. But, man, we were in real threat of losing all three points. And, and people are just, like, pissed off that, that we that, – oh, my God. We only got a drop, man. Honestly, that's a great freaking result for this team. Not your best defender, your two best defenders. I'm sorry, but Farfan has is our second best defender on the team, and he goes down, and then Hedges goes down. Man, we were like a turnstile. Those guys were just getting past everybody else at will. Nobody there stopped them, and this team, and mind you, the the 15 minutes. It's 15 minutes. I. FC Dallas gets punished by having to play games that, that go way past the 90 minutes. And on that level, this game was ridiculously above that. So honestly, with all that against them and a hostile crowd, at one point, anybody who's crying and saying that 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 that, that this team sucks and, and I'm giving up on this team, man check your fandom at the door because this was a good result in on, on a week when it was all about rivalry, rivalry week. This is the match that everyone's talking about because this was a true rivalry. In fact, I would say this, mat this, this took this rivalry to the next level. I would Mm. say that we should be looking forward to future games against Houston because this game turned that rivalry up a notch. And I am, Happy with the result against Houston in Houston, bringing El Capitan home. I, I, I know that we we say oh we had to lead this and that. You got to throw out the window because in real time, in real time, once Firefall went down, once Hedges went down, I was like oh my god we're gonna lose this game. So I'm happy with the result. And, and anyone who says otherwise, I disagree with you, man. I swear. Everyone's telling me how horrible FC Dallas has been in the past couple of games. A team like that doesn't deserve to get a point out in the road against Houston. And don't give me this, this, their bottom, whatever bullshit. It's a rivalry game. It is tough to get a point against a rival in their own backyard. If this was in Dallas, sure. I would say horrible result, but it's in Houston against that crowd. Hey, fuck. Yeah. I will take a point.
0: All right. All right, Jose. And uh, our buddy Ben says, you know, this is the summer swoon that FC Dallas fans are used to. Surprised that we're still fourth in the West, uh, but, I, uh, but let's be clear. Like there's like six points that separate us from like near the bottom. So, you know, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a crazy time in the West right now growing pain. Certainly, certainly, but ho- Jose, Jose, hold your thought. Let, let's go ahead and welcome our buddy, our, our buddy Colin in and to kind of share his perspective. Uh, I mean,
3: as someone who went to the Houston game, the environment that we had was way different than last year. Granted, last year we were still having a little bit of the COVID scare, and I think we had maybe 20, 30 people. Um, but, I mean, the environment from people all around us and everything, people that were even chanting back against us, I haven't seen that in a rivalry game. Uh, even whenever Austin came to us or we go to Austin, I never see that happen. Uh, I mean, uh, people were getting riled up, people getting angry. Um and just to see, you know, the intensity and the emotion that the players had, too, was up a notch as well. FC um, Dallas, as of late, I you got, you got to think about last year to this year. Last year, we had a team that was very, very poor. I mean, there's nothing else really to say about it. We were a terrible team. We go and get Velasco. We go and get, um, you know, Paul Ariola. We get a true defensive left back, which Love Hong said to death, but we haven't had a true defensive left back since Hollingshead was on the roster before him. So, um, and then we have a new coach on top of that. So we have a practically half a new team. We have a new coach, new system, everything like that. And it's, it was going good. We were outperforming, you know, expected goals, expected assists, everything like that, having a a sensational run. And it was going to happen eventually. Um, I think every team hits that brick wall what, like once or twice. And I think we're finally hitting that, but you got to think of injuries. You got to think of everything else that's been going on. Uh, it's been a, I think Dallas right now is performing at expectation for me. I I didn't expect us to be even this high right now. I expected us to be battling for the playoff line, if I'm being honest.
1: Hello, guys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: We were definitely – FC Dallas was definitely overperforming expectations. Uh, So, yeah, maybe this is a little bit of regression to the mean, a little bit of like kind of where we thought the team would be Um, some growing pains, some things like that, and at the same time, some some cause to be concerned. You know, like the, you know, uh, only only getting one goal off of a set piece at home against Inter Miami, for example. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, we couldn't buy a set piece goal last year. Like they were just (laughs) so rare. So you, you take it, but you hope the team you know, can generate some more activity in open play and things like that. And, you know, Jesus, you know, had, had a really nice goal um, um, to, to put us in a game off a set piece, and, and but hadn't scored in the open play until this Houston game and, and uh, a little bit of a scrappy assist from from Hyder O'Brien. So, yeah, it's just, it really is, like, this team, like, I went from beginning of the season thinking, like, Hey, we could be one of the deeper teams in the league because of our homegrown talent. To now being like, Man, our, our bench is there's a lot to be desired there. We're lacking some veteran play. We're lacking some pieces that could really help this team. Because O'Brien has been unreliable. Um Frank O'Hara has been I was just talking with <laughs> Ishmael before the show. Like, he went from like during that, that short little open cup run thinking, like, maybe maybe Hara is going to be a use. We'll look back and say, we spent too much on him, but like, Hey, at least he's, he popped in some goals, but this point it's like, he can hold the ball up. All right, great. You know, we could spend, we should be able to get that guy for a lot less than 3 million a year, you know? So not sure how those evaluations are Definitely seeing Nico as a first year head coach, learn the, the ropes, you know, how to, waiting too long to sub guys in um, and figuring out the subs and figuring out the lineup, uh, but also dealing with injuries and life and things like that, that comes, it just happens to any team. Um, AFC Dallas has now certainly been bitten by the, the, the injury bugs. So it, it, it I, I factor all that stuff in. And so I'm pretty, pretty, feel pretty good about where the team is overall. And yet same time. Uh,
1: I'm getting bit out some going there.
0: We, we need to.
1: I know. Where you going? You gotta go. We need
0: to. <laughs> Chico needs to I, hit that I mute muted button. you there, Jose, buddy, for just a second. All right. Uh, but uh, yeah, but also at the same time, this team needs to figure out how to close out games. Needs to. We're lacking some quality in some spots. Uh, you know, I think off the bench and and elsewhere. So it's just this mix, and it's hard to sort through all that and kind of figure it out, right? So I mean. Ishmael, you already said, like, you're excited Jesus scored that that goal against Houston. I, I was, too, because it kind of came out of nowhere. And, like, FC Dallas had not looked very good. They were just sort of hanging on for dear life. Um, but then to give up an equalizer late, it was just so deflating. Um. Yeah, and, and you and, and Jose have been going back and forth about this. About is this a good result or not? So let us have it. Why? why? I mean,
2: I'm I'm looking at it like okay. So in the last eight games, we drop point. Like we drop a, a three points against Houston. We drop three points against Miami. We drop three points against Austin. We drop three points in that first Vancouver game. So in the last five, uh, in the last four games there have been issues in the second half, right? So, like, when you're talking about growing pains, now we know, basically, what players we can rely on and what players we can't. The issue is the players we can rely on barely make an 11. They don't even... They don't make an 18. So we have players on the bench and sometimes starting 11 players that are not playing to the level that is needed for a team that wants to make the playoffs, right? So this game, again... In comparison to the Austin game, it's another rivalry game away from home where, again, it looks like how we did at the start of the season, we're outperforming expectations. We we look like we're playing stout defensively. And then in both games, um, for either bad defending, bad individual play, mistakes, injuries, red cards, whatever you want to say it is, we drop – three points, right? So, again, once in a while, this is going to happen. It's just, this is a young team with a new coach. It it was to be expected. We're not going to be first place, but this has been happening more and more over the last month or so. And at this point, like uh, Hotch is saying in the chat, there needs to be some signings. There needs to be some improvements. We need to Do something about it. Uh, For me, this Houston game, because of everything that was going on, from Jesus doing a celebration that would have been cherry on top of a perfect performance, to him missing a a Mm. one-on-one with Clark like 10 minutes later, to how bad Tafari did on that play, to, to the fact that Houston did nothing in the first half, just tells me that that performance, unlike what, like, I know Jose disagrees, but that performance was bad because it should have been better. It should have been a better performance. It should have been, we should be able to close off a game like that. 100-minute games in 104-degree weather are hard, but it's also hard on Houston. It's not, It's these these kind of games, these rivalry games, the players know intensity is high you know Ace Ache is on Houston so that there's going to be more fans in the stadium. This needs to be a win, especially looking at it when, like, as a fan looking at the 95th minute. This needs to be a win, and it wasn't. So that, to me, is something that is a worrying trend that's been happening too much, in my opinion.
1: Okay, so... Honestly, anyone who, who is shitting on Jesus, you know who you are. Fuck you guys. Honestly, we don't get that fucking point without Jesus scoring that goal. And, and, and I know he didn't close the show. It happens. But he's not the defender that's in charge of preventing that goal. He's not. He's there to score. He did what he had to do. And I, I know he couldn't we would have liked that third goal to put it out and it didn't happen it sucks but that point that we got doesn't happen without jesus and then people are saying oh he was lazy this and that fuck you guys honestly seriously jesus did what he had to do and it's not his job to keep the goal out of the fucking net that's somebody else's problem not his so if if that Turns you off from this team, you know. Bye bye, fuck off. We don't need you guys. Honestly, mm-hmm. Jesus is the golden boot for a reason. And honestly, I'm telling you right now, he's not right when now. Down, not when Farfah went down, he's not right Farfarty, now. I'll say you know, I know, I know, one, but, but he was.
2: But whatever,
1: he was at the time. He was at the time. I know it's close, but honestly, how many goals does he have? He's got nine, ten. Yeah, ten. As yeah. an FCD fan, you just wish we had a 10-goal score at the end of the season. At the end of the season. Not at what? this point in the season. At the end, mean, end of the season. Years so, ago, we yeah, had Christian, yeah, Christian I know, I know. I know. Coleman, you're moving the goalpost. I mean, you are moving the goalpost. You're saying, you're saying, oh, we should. We, we hope we have a 10-goal tingle, tingle score at the end of season. But now that we have a 10-goal score, now we should be blowing people. No, no. Honestly. You're 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 weaving two stories. You're saying, "Hey, this team sucks. This team hasn't won a game in eight last eight matches. They should walk into Houston and get three points." No, a team like that doesn't walk into Houston and get three points. A team like that that loses their best defender and their second best defender does not walk in Houston and get three points. It, it, I I know you're upset that that that. We didn't get three points. I'm upset we didn't get three points, but I'll take it. You got to be realistic. As soon as hedges went down, as soon as Fargo went down, I was like, oh, my God, we're going to just allow these guys to blitz us at the end. And I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry that, that Ferreira doesn't do it for you. The guy was out there 105 minutes in 100 plus degrees, 100 plus degrees. Excuse me, if he just okay. lost steam at the end, it happens. Everything, he shouldn't be been out it's there not. That long.
2: It's not. It's not, it's not a singular, singular thought. It's not. It's not a singular thought that he is. Of course, he's. Of course, he's one of our best players. That can be true, while also at the same time, being that he missed a chance that he should have scored. Both things can be true at the same time. Jesus did get us that point.
1: Yeah, and but, he also but could have gotten us the point. Him, three missing, him he thinks- missing that chance didn't cost us the game. Him missing that chance did not cost us the game. Tafari and the defense allowing that second goal cost us the game. So, anyone who's shitting on Ferreira, come on, man, get real. He didn't cost us the game, he got us the point. He's not a defender. He's there to attack. And he honestly, how many shots did he get on goal? He got two goals. Two shots. He got one goal. That's fifty percent. That's fucking amazing. So all right. honestly, all
0: right, all honestly, right. okay, I, we'll come back to this. Wait, but wait, wait, I, I wait. I'm get, not done, Nathan. Okay. Right, I'm not ahead. done. Right. Seriously,
1: right. I'm just upset with people shitting on Ferrero. Ferreira had a good game. I, did he? Did he lose steam at the end? Yes, he did. But it's on the road in hostile environment. The home team gets a second win from their fans. And Houston had that, and FC Dallas didn't. And I'm sorry that y'all are holding that against our players. A point in Houston with El Capitan coming home is a good result. A Three points would have been a great result. I know we didn't get it. But it's a good result for a team that's struggling right now. That's the fact.
0: Yeah.
3: I think and also, Houston is now uh, mathematically eliminated from Copa Tejas as well.
0: Right, right. Yes. Well, well, Colin, this question Ben asked <laughs> earlier, and I didn't pop it up yet, but uh, Colin, I wanted your perspectives. You've been at some of these games. You've been, you know, so, such a presence there, cheering the team on. There's, what's your feeling about these late-game issues? Hold, you know, again, enter Miami, um, Houston, uh, the, the team being able to hold on to a result. Uh, to come away with a full three points um is this just a trend is it just an unfortunate reality like is it just soccer is it major league soccer is it just the game state (laughs) or is there something that this team just needs to grow or is lacking something i mean from your perspective i think the team is lacking
3: you know effort on the defensive end because here like during the game, when we're attacking and the game's still open, even if it's 1-0 in the first half, we're still attacking. We're still going for goals. We're not changing our play style at all. But as soon as we go up a goal or go up two goals even, uh, like we did against Austin, we shifted. And obviously, you want to solidify those three points on the road. But you don't want to change your tactics to where all you're doing is hoofing the ball out of the box and playing back. But the supporters group behind you, with the opposing fans in your, breathing down your neck and hostile environment. you got to keep playing your game. Because as soon as we stepped off the gas in Austin, we got two goals scored on us. And if that game, in my opinion, went on for five more minutes, we'd have lost that game. 100% we'd have lost that game. We were I burned. Agree. We were dead and everything. Into Miami, I think, like, as soon as we – what was it? We subbed off. We made subs, what, in the 70th minute? And people were still tired, and we had people stretching and everything during hydration break, and Nico still didn't sub. Yet again, tired legs. We changed our – Uh, Not change our formation, but Eddie Eddie Mujama on the wing? Is that really our sub right now when we have Sean? I I Mm. don't know what Sean's done in training or what he's done to Nico or anything like that, but you got to, like, at this point, try it. At least put him on the field and try it. We got to try something. I mean, where are these, you know, Tommy's going to love this one. Where are these reinforcements? You know, that kind of little thing. Um, But, no, I mean, and then in Houston, I mean, here's my thing. Should we have walked away with three points? I think so. But we had one we had one mistake from Nkosi that cost the game. And Nkosi's my boy, and I hate slanting to him, especially after the Austin game and us chatting a little bit and everything. But that one slip-up, he thought Paz had it. He saw the ball loose, and by then, hadibes on his back, challenging for the ball, and he pokes it in. In those moments, you got to just hoof it out of there. Your reaction time's got to be a little bit better. That cost us another three points. Do I think it's killing us as a team? Not necessarily. We're still in fourth place. We're, now True. what's sad is, you know, the difference between us and Houston is closer than us in second place in Austin. Not necessarily a good thing, within points rise. But as long as we, you know, keep getting our points up, keep getting those wins and draws on the road, especially in that environment that we were in, that atmosphere, guys, oh my Lord. Houston and the mm-hmm. and the people that were there, they stepped it up from past years
1: they did they, they did they
3: that was uh it was Austin fans don't like this if they somehow watch this but it was close to Austin levels man like they were it was getting hype it was getting loud it was getting you know i was a little more nervous being in a supporter section with my fellow fans and sitting by myself at an austin game in the in the away end you know but i think um going kind of back to the question i think it's honestly just Nico kind of getting adjusted to, to MLS as a head coach. You know, he had experience with Greg Ballhauser for a little bit at Columbus as an assistant coach and everything, but he was straight to the mid team, which is a completely different game in like ConCAF competition than MLS. Um, I also think, you know, you look at teams around us like LAFC, uh, Austin FC, these people that are uh, the people that are really ranking it up. They already have a solid roster, but they're adding. Austin FC today, I mean, they signed a new winger that they needed and they, you know, they have decent wingers already. They're uh, linked um, to Argoni. I mean, LAFC goes and gets Kelini and Bale for TAM deals. Granted, yeah. you know, it's a half-season TAM deal that can go to a DP deal after this uh, six-month period. Do I think we need, like, subs and everything? Yes. Because my, my opinion on Nanu would be center, de Porto, center back to Porto tonight. I don't like the guy. Um, so do I, we need wing backs? I think, yes. Center backs, maybe one more. I mean, Daniel uh, Henry's available. Uh, we probably get a Pineda from, uh, I believe, the he plays for Chicago. I believe uh, we can get a bunch yeah. of decent, good MLS players, and we're top of the, we're second in allocation order. I mean, there's a lot of good players in allocation order that would help us out as well. Some of them that are out of contract who so to pay a transfer fee. Uh, I think honestly, we need to get a little bit. Uh, oh, don't slander Tomasi, Todd. Come on, yeah, Tom- Todd-, Tom- Todd is
2: our <laughs> local Tomasi <laughs> hater, so. All, and, right, uh, so, all
3: right, well, I'll finish the question. Honestly. But he, uh, but I think we need to sign sign a, a – you know, if we're not going to give Parker minutes in MLS, we need to sign a backup that can play both on the left and right. And then, honestly, I think when Jan gets hate a lot from what hell he played at the beginning of the season compared to now, he's improved, he's gotten a little bit better. But uh, I think maybe another DM to challenge him into Rio and then uh, a backup winger because, I mean, we have – O'Brien. we were hoping sean would be there but with sean not there we're putting eddie majama on the wing eddie majama ate it got you someone
2: else yeah, yeah when you what? look at the yeah sorry ahead, if you is. look at the subbing if you look at the subbing patterns lately like there's the group of players that we keep subbing in it's always obrion um Cervainia or siki whoever didn't start the game uh, probably bring in Nkosi recently because hedges is always hurt or martinez is always tired uh, njoma and nanu give reps a lot um these are not uh subs that can get you in fourth place in, a, in in the western conference it is just not um it's not sustainable so again these 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 late these late game performances we can root them to like um, a bunch of a bunch of different things, but the subs are definitely not enough right now. They're not performing to level. So if there are no signings this offseason, if we don't use the allocation order or some of the TAM that we still probably have from the Pepe transfer or anything um of the sort, then we're gonna be in trouble. Like if all of our signings are like Derek Waldeck or or a homegrown or just like a couple of players from the academy, it's it's not going to be enough. There has to be um, MLS-level players, which is why I don't think we should be signing uh, someone on our U22 spot this offseason. I don't think it makes that much sense. We need to be signing players that can contribute now off the bench, possibly starting. That's definitely a need.
1: Mm. All right, I'm not trying to disagree with you guys, but I'm going to tell you this right now. When's the last time you watched a game where there was not one, not two, but three, three, four subs? Siki gets injured. That's four sub number one. Farfon gets injured. That's four sub number two. Hedges gets injured. Four sub number three. Now, of those three guys, Siki is the only guy I would have expected to be subbed at some point and Hedges, I wouldn't I would expect them to play the whole game. So, honestly, yes, I, I do agree there is a depth issue. But, honestly, you guys are being too harsh on team. Three injuries in one game is ridiculous. Unreally heard of. And three starters have it being taken out and three subs being forced on a coach. That's not normal. So so, I'm sorry, but I can't agree with that. Now, I do agree that we do need depth. We have two, at least two spots available on the senior roster. So this summer is a test for – I've been a Sonata guy. I, I have been. I've been telling you guys to wait for this year. Sonata's going to turn us around. And he has delivered up to this point. But let's face it, we're at crossroads. We're at crossroads, and – if this team makes – the moves they make in this summer window will determine whether this team goes into the playoffs or misses the playoffs. We are seeing it right now. So I think we're all hoping that Sonata comes through. I know I am. There's two senior roster spots open. Let's fill them with somebody that can help us. Now, I know we're all saying we need to sign a center bag. But do we really? We have five center bags on the roster. Five. You you tell me we need on six on center backs?
2: Concerns. It depends how long is Quinones out. You can't rely on Bartlett. And if Hedges can't uh, I, play 90, to, then you probably need a, a new okay, one. Okay, okay.
1: I, I agree. I, I want to argue against that, but I agree. We shouldn't have more than five center backs on the roster. But because of that, we may have to sign a six center back. That's ridiculous. That's just the team admitting that Bartlett is a failure, a bad, a bad draft pick. They should just admit it and say, "Look, we're gonna go get a fifth center back because Caniones is injured. We can't control that." And honestly, I think Caniones is a good signing. I think he's a good guy. That honestly, if he was healthy, I believe he would have come in at left back and not Nano. Who is also a bad signing, and that's just it. This team is a year away, but sure. they can still still they can still yeah. salvage a playoff spot with the right signings, and it's on Sonona to make those moves and get some players in to at least level this team out.
0: I mean, I, I think I think you're right in that. I mean, that's why like this is. It's always challenging as an FC Dallas fan because, like, you want the team to win. Of course, we want we want hardware this year. It would be great, um, but we got a first year head coach, and that's just it doesn't a year happen. away. It a year away. Yeah, and, and it takes time to reshape a roster and put a new vision, a new way of playing. And so, there's always going to be an aspect of like, you know, do, do these pieces fit what Nico envisions for the team? Um, yeah. So, so I, I yeah, I, I think. I think we're always we're always wrestling with, with 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 that that stuff, and at the same time, hoping the team performs where it is. I mean, we talked a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, so like how well oh, Quinone looks like a different kind of player. He's really great. He's useful, but the guy is all over the place. Sometimes sometimes he's great. Sometimes you're like, why isn't Cerezo starting? You know. And and I think that's just the challenge of, of a young team, but also of a roster that you've inherited that, you know, would, is Nico really, is Quinone a guy, would he have gone after Quinone? Is he, is he that, you know, is that what he wants for that position? It's hard to, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, especially, and you see Hector Herrera come in and ping the ball around with, with ease, and you go like... Dallas, hey. You know, if that guy was available, come on. You know, we got it'd be great to have him driving up. Nathan, ticket. I'm glad
1: you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up because people forget that Nathan Herrera making his debut, people were expecting this to be a crowning. They expected Nathan they expected excuse me. They expected Herrera to come in and lead Houston to glory. People forget are not they're not giving credit to F C D for spoiling Herrera's debut houston expected Herrera to come in and elevate them to win over dallas and they didn't he didn't i'm sorry and that's what's being lost in translation here it's that Herrera was supposed to come in be the savior and houston was gonna go into the playoffs because of him that's not happening and dallas has a lot to do with that and i'm sorry i i know we all tasted victory we saw the victory. We, we we could just grasp it. But honestly, it, we know what's wrong with this team. You know, injuries in the back line. Farfun, I hope he's not out for too long. Pedges isn't 100%. Honestly, this can be fixed if Sonora is out there and he can add a couple of players, the right players to this team, this team – this, The expectations for this team should be a playoff team. Hopefully, maybe a team that finishes in the top four. But this is a team that didn't make the playoffs last year. It didn't. So fans shouldn't expect an MLS Cup contender. Not this year. But we want to see progress, and I think we're seeing progress, and we would just like to see the team deliver on that. You know, hey, mm-hmm. we're overachieving. I admit it, you, you know it, everybody knows it. So let's get a couple players that will not um, slow down the, the, the progression that some of the homegrowns have made. And I know people talk about the homegrowns, forget the homegrowns, but those homegrowns are starting. They're not coming off the bench. If those homegrowns were coming off the bench, then we would have an edge on other people. But those homegrowns are starting, that's not an edge. That is actually something that needs to be addressed. Bring in players that can push those homegrowns to the bench, and then those homegrowns become a strength. But, it,
0: it oh, we lost you there for a minute. On
1: to you, Nathan.
0: Yeah, all right, Jose. We lost you there. We glitched <laughs> out a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. But well, that's all right, bro. That's all right. Um, I mean, I, I think that's my next follow-up question. Like, okay, we, we heard before. I asked Nico about it, kind of what was the team going to do in this summer transfer window? Should, should fans expect anything? And he was basically like, hey, uh, we, we're looking... I mean, we're always looking at ways to improve the team, but we have to believe the player can, is going to come in and improve the team. Which I took means, like, we're not going to take a flyer on a lone guy who... Is coming off injury and may be okay, you know, may contribute. Or and we're not gonna necessarily just sign uh He's a saying Host
1: specials.
0: Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we're not gonna just take a flyer on a guy and hope he can help out. But like if, if a guy can really help this team, uh you know that would be great. That would be great. But I mean it did seem to seem like like they're looking forward toward the winter transfer window to sort of have more flexibility uh, to reshape the roster. But so Ishmael, Colin, if you guys could sign one guy to help out this team right now um, and a quality player, like where would you, where, what, what position would you aim for?
2: Um, if it was like dream signing, which is probably not going to happen as a defensive midfielder. I think that's the main spot, right? Um, it's very unlikely because of how much uh Faku's salary hits the cap um, and that they can't really explain having two defensive midfielders over like 600k because 600k is probably how much you'd have to pay a good defensive midfielder. Um, and like Faku has been definitely better this year than last year, but that's not saying much. And like you said, there's a lot of inconsistency in his game he'd have the most tackles in a game with four, but he has eight attempted tackles in total, and that means he missed four tackles, and those missed four tackles are like a yellow card and like a free kick chance and like stuff like that. There's there's a lot of inconsistency to his game. Um, But yeah, it'd probably be defensive mid. I mean, realistically, we should get a winger because... um, if shone is not playing and omit cars on mls level and redzik is also not mls level then you have three wingers that can start um or you could and like and that that leads coaches to the crazy decision of playing paxton on the wing when there's a depth issue so um that's why that we also need a winger there's a lot of things on the on the wish list but i think the main one is probably defensive mid
0: I mean, Christian just said we should sign Messi, which I mean, I'm I'm for. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, fine. You know,
2: bring DiBala, please bring DiBala. He yeah, seems that, like he wants yeah. to come here.
3: Yeah, literally, for real. <laughs> if I could have any, uh, start, one dream signing, ahead, okay, I'll say any dream signing like no restrictions. Obviously, DiBala moving up a dB spot, um, unless he wants to take a Tam deal. Um, but even then, we need to get an international spot for him. But Realistic signing, I mean, even with our center back situation, we only have three, what seems to be two center backs in our uh, rotation because it seems like every time they play Quinonez as a wing back, Every time uh, he's been on, he either played right back to come on for Nanu, or he played left back um, with Farfan shifting. I mean, he really hasn't played center back except open cup. Uh, well, Actually, no. No, he played open cup games, so you know I believe? Um but, uh, so, yeah. And then Bartlett, Bartlett's no, no, just Bartlett's one of those. Let him get some minutes with NTSC. Uh, let him play, get some, develop, try to develop him a little bit more. Um, but I mean, there's people, uh, I, I mentioned them earlier, like uh, Ishmael mentioned them too in our um, discussion. We have, you know, you got uh, Daniel Harry, uh, Henry that's uh, available. That'd be a good uh, backup option. And then you have. Um, Pineda, that'd be a good option. He could play not only center back, but he could also play DM if you need him to. That's what I like about uh, Pineda. Uh, those would be my two dream, uh, I say dream signings, trying to be realistic um, signings for SCD this uh, window because they wouldn't take much uh, for a trade. And then obviously Henry would be a free agent. All we'd have to do is trade for an international
0: spot for him. Well, I thought Henry was Canadian. Oh. Is that right?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah he Henry- is. Yeah, he would take up an international slot. That's the bad thing. He doesn't have his green card.
0: Oh, okay, because yeah. okay, well, I know Canadians, I, I heard do not take up international slot. But yeah, if he if he doesn't have his, well, green I don't card, know. Yeah. I don't know.
1: All right, guys, I'm I'm a little drunk, so I'm gonna not gonna pull the punches. I'm gonna tell you right now what this team needs. Okay. This team needs Thiago Santos. The bottom yes. line is that uh, the bottom line mm. is that Faku, Faku is a six, but he's not a single pivot. Surreal is a six, but he's not a single pivot. They both would work better together. If this team ran two sixes, then Faku and Cerio would complement each other. But this team doesn't run that. They run a single pivot and both Faku and Surillo are not they're not single pivots. And that's what this team needs. You say, "Oh, oh, we can't." Yes, we can. We can go out and get a guy that's capable of being a single pivot, a single six.
2: So, Carlos hey, we can
1: do that. We can do that <laughs> by either, yes, Greso. Yeah. I'm serious. And I'm sorry. If this means you got to loan out Surreal or or sell Facu, then that's what you got to do. The bottom line is we are starting two eights and one six, and neither of our sixes are capable of playing. By themselves. Faku can't handle it. Serio can't handle it. And this team is hurting because of that. Because our back line is not 100%. Hedges and Martinez. When's the last time they've been healthy? When's the last time they've been able to help uh, play entire 90 minutes for a match? I can't remember. And because of that, we need a guy, a six, that can come Hmm. in and play him by himself and Faku can handle it. Neither can surreal. And I love surreal and, and I like Faku, but one of them is going to have to go. One of them is going to have to be either loaned or traded. And we need to go out and get a guy like Gressel who may be coming back to MLS. By the way, I would fucking love it. Gressel or Tiago Santos. We need that guy. That's the fix. That's the guy that we need. Mm. A guy who's practically a third center back. That guy will at least make sure that this team goes to the playoffs. That's what we're missing. That's the fix. That's what we need to get.
3: I need someone to got that dog in him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. That's me.
2: Appraisal works because of the allocation order. Because like like uh, Ku said earlier, we are second We're in the allocation high. order. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's also interesting that Cincy, who's first in the allocation order, has been rumored to be wanting to sign Grezo. So if this club is really looking, if they want to make a push this season, again, their intentions might not be that. Um, if their intention is really to push for a good playoff run, then trading up, like, like trading up 500K to first spot to get Grizo seems like a very good option, especially since Grezo. this is not exactly Oscar Pereja or Lucci, but it's somewhat similar in the role that he would have to play. So. I agree um, with it now. Yeah. Grezo, and plus, he loves it here, I think. Pretty sure.
1: Yeah. Hey, hey he, he knows the city, so he knows what he's getting into. Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: that would be interesting would be interesting all right well we're, we're getting we're getting toward the later end of the show we there's a lot we haven't talked about Let, let's talk about Jersey sponsors uh, Ishmael pointed <laughs> this out I hadn't even really looked at this but uh, and we want to give credit third degree reported on this that uh FC Dallas is changing its Jersey sponsor and it's kind of a Bye-bye. soft kind of sudden transition or a subtle you know it's been Happening, but of course they used to have Advocare, and then this uh, this software company, yeah, and 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 now that has evidently it was supposed to be like a seven year deal, and it has fallen apart. Um, You know, both of these recent sponsors haven't necessarily been like the most tried and true. Like I still dream of like um, a Texas Instruments, you know, like this this. Cor- Waterburger. Corporate that's corporation me. yeah the yeah, Whataburger that's been around for a long time you know uh you know we haven't had that um, what does that mean for fc dallas uh I, I don't know you know i i don't opportunity
1: i think it means opportunity come on you you, you you're i do advocate i'm not sad and M- mtx never heard of them Honestly, this is a chance to get with a true global sponsor. That's what they need. Not a regional sponsor, not a state-only sponsor. I I know I say Whataburger, but honestly, they need a global sponsor, someone like Audi or, or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that's known globally. Because let's face it, you want to expand the brand globally, not regionally, not in the States. But worldwide so so get somebody that somebody in europe watching team goes hey i recognize that brand we don't have that right now we don't have that we have someone in england is going to go advocate and go someone in england is going to go advocate what the fuck is that mtx what the fuck is that you need somebody that somebody on the other side of the pond is going to go yeah i recognize that brand that's what you need and that's what i want
0: that's what it's gonna to take to take this team in the next level mm. yeah yeah i'm I'm down you know i yeah some of those those brands I don't know why like waterburg and maybe just the money isn't there or they're, they're stretched in other places uh, and Texas Instruments is certainly not the biggest company that they they once were perhaps F- or, <laughs> they,
2: they could they could go with the easy option and go with toyota. I mean, that's yeah. that's global. They're already in but a relationship. But already doing the
0: stadium,
1: so I don't expect yeah. them. But that's good call. Um,
2: I mean, it's, what's interesting about the MTX thing is the two things that could have happened is either FC Dallas doesn't like the company and is paying out early, or MTX can't afford the contract anymore. Um, and knowing uh, the fact that FC Dallas was with AdvoCare and is still with AdvoCare... It's probably the second one. It's just MTX can't pay uh, the current uh, deal right now. So, I mean, the company was always uh, suspiciously new. Uh, Let's just put it that way. So it would would be great if the team went with something local but globally known. We have a lot of brands in Dallas. You could go... Um, Frito-Lay, you could go with You're Pepsi, you could go with You're Toyota. Not- no, no, no. There's a lot of there's a lot of different options, I think. Everybody's here, um, Jose needs to go. Are you still on the podcast? Yes.
0: Um, yeah, go away. Yeah, go I think I a, a, a your lot of background chatter there. Chat hey, how about this? How about the Dallas Cowboys as a...
1: Jersey,
0: That I was saying, I was saying, saying,
1: saying, saying as a, a, a joke. joke, just, just do the really Chiefs. Shut up, Shut up! Get away from me! The Chiefs. Shut up, Jose, <laughs> Jose, yeah. hey, Jose, Rita. Jose, meet up. Sorry, guys. Salute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Honestly, no, seriously, it's got to be a global sponsor, not a regional sponsor, not a state sponsor. I, I honestly I hope the team goes big. Look, look, I mean what are some of the other sponsors out there? You know, like like um, Gimme
3: Doctor Pepper. You got uh Texas is drink, in Texas is soda, Doctor Pepper? I'll Dr. take
1: that. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean take take something like a soda company or something like that, Red Bull. I mean, you know, I'm not saying Red Bull, but I'm saying that's a global. I yeah, I think they've already got
0: yeah, anyway. I think they own it.
1: My point is, that. my point is, they're a global sponsor. Honestly, reach for the stars, man. Honestly, Audi is a global sponsor. There's there's global sponsors out there. Don't settle for a regional brand, and they have, they have been doing that lately. They need to stop. They need to, you know, this team. Is, is synonymous now with uh, with uh, the uh, their Academy with with honestly what's the best Academy in in the United States you can argue who it is but FC Dallas will be in that conversation so why not get a global sponsor that can push that uh, that forward ahead. shut up man get out of here you <laughs> anyway <don't> any- <laughs> Shut up. Get the audio. Get out of here. Jesus right. Christ. My my point is. My point is. Clever, get a global sponsor. Honestly, I'm serious. All right. All right. I don't care who it is. Make get a global sponsor. That's what this team deserves. And if you You're can't right. get a global sponsor, get a sponsor that's synonymous with Texas. One or the other. Don't get this obscure. Advocare never heard of them. MTX never heard of them. I'm sorry, that's the truth. The bottom line is this team needs to think bigger, not 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 settle for whatever.
0: Yeah, our buddy has a lot of good opinions, including Viagra as as one. <laughs> uh, but with the youth youthful team, I don't know. You know, we'll, well, we'll think about that. Well, all right, let's let's shift. We're gonna we'll close out the show here in the next few minutes. Um, North um, Texas man. Arjun says uh, AT and would be good. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams, a lot of that corporations. Would
1: be, that would be fair.
0: Yeah, that would. Let's let's shift over to North Texas really quick. Up some up and down results from North Texas in recent weeks, coupled with um, uh, Buckys B- Buckies, although uh, I've read some negative stuff about Bucky's recently. Mm, Buckies, anyway.
3: uh, steer clear. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, but. Uh, uh, yeah, North Texas SC has had some up and down results. The most recent, uh, a loss at home, down a man. Uh, you know, hope of value um, just uh, early red card in the in the first half and just kind of doomed North Texas against San Jose. And it's interesting against in this team uh, against that Quakes two side because the rumors have been that Quakes were are interested in talking with Coach Ka. Uh, Paul Mudaka, head coach of North Texas SC, about their open head coach position, and with DC United looking to, well, it looks like they're going to announce Wayne Rooney tomorrow evening as their next head coach. What one less option for him to move up to MLS? He, he's been having a great season with North Texas. They certainly had their ups and downs. They certainly looked like a young team. Uh, you know, so so I guess I, I guess how are we feeling about North Texas? Um, at times, they have looked like they are going to be the dominant team of MLS Next Pro, and just going to to run away potentially with the championship. And then at times, it's like, mm, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And, and even in this game get down ten men, they've had they had chances too. They had chances to level the game, to equalize, to get other goals. Um, so you give them credit for that, but one end they look great and the other end uh, defensively it's just a mess it's just a mess at, at times right uh jose uh get brief briefly up give us your your sense
1: so so north texas is not the best team in north in uh, mls next pro and and they're not the team that's favored to win the title that team is st louis i i know st louis is currently number one in the west and they're number, they're number one for a reason. They're signing players for next year's expansion team, and they're starting them here. There's at least eight players who will be in MLS next year starting for their reserve team. And come now, now that the summer window's opening, they have at least three more players joining, two of them from the Bundesliga, so St. Louis, not FC, not not North Texas SC are the favorites to walk away with a title. Who is North Texas playing next? St. Louis. In St. Louis, with their new additions. And it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. But honestly, North Texas SC, they're I know they've lost two games but honestly the red card that doomed them against san jose who by the way is a team that's chasing for that playoff spot so it's not a bad loss it's 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 a loss at home which is technically a bad loss but when you're down to 10 men by before halftime it is a reasonable loss so North Texas, at the end of the year, will be a playoff team. They will be a team to be reckoned with. But they are not the favorites to win MLS Next Pro. That, that was always going to be St. Louis, because St. Louis is going to have about 11 to 12 guys that are MLS level, mm-hmm. starting for their team. North Texas... Now, if they were willing, if, if they were willing to take players from FCD like, like Redzik or Monjoma or guys like that, that are not getting minutes like, like Shun, but they're not, they're not this year. North Texas is sticking to their guns and playing strictly players that they signed. And because of that, North Texas will be a playoff team. They are a dark horse. But they're not the favorite. St. Louis is. Who is the second favorite team? It's not North Texas. It's Columbus. Because Columbus went out and they signed uh, the best players they could get their hands on from USL League One and the Canadian Premier League. And because of that, those are your one and two. One of those two teams is going to win the league, not North Texas. And North Texas is only a playoff team because they're a solid team. They're, they're solid top to bottom. And honestly, I won't count them out. I know two losses. Come on. They're fourth place. They're no, no, they're third place. And they're tied with Houston Dynamo. With, by the way, another team that is really good. But the difference is that Houston Dynamo has had some of their players promoted to the first team, like uh a teenage I forget his name, but he's the guy that scored the tight goal yeah. against F C D in this last game. So he came he from their the from their reserve team. So I'm not concerned about North Texas. They'll be fine. They'll we're, be fine. we're doing body shots. We're doing body shots. Jose, <laughs> we're gonna lay down. All right. Oh, it, man.
0: All right. <laughs> we got exciting. All right. We're doing body shots. Sorry, guys. Well, I, good. Well,
1: enjoy the rest of your evening, Jose. The bottom line is, don't worry about North Texas; they'll be fine. They'll be a playoff team. All right. They'll be a dark horse. They'll have a shot at getting the title. But St. Louis, is your favorite, Columbus okay. Crew, two it. is is your. Shots. It I'm should ready. be your second team. After that, it's anybody's guess. And and honestly, I, keep an eye on this North Texas. Is known to add uh, reinforcements in the summer because North Texas, because FCD has players in the college team in the college game that are winning trim pro. So that's going to be the difference. How North Texas reinforces will decide whether they win the league or whether they're just another team in the playoffs. Okay. I'm about to steal Jose's phone and we're going to do body shots. He's going to suck at shot um, out of a get out of belly, button. belly button. Get out of that. North Texas it. has a Montana. shot.
0: And Jose's about to have
1: do. a shot. They are dark. <laughs> they're dark, course, but they're, they're not the favorite. Don't get All confused. Right. The favorites are St. Louis. They have been, they have always been. And until they gonna have some guys that played in the Bundesliga starting for them in the reserve league. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah. Think about that. Two guys coming in the summer transfer window that are Bundesliga regulars. Ridiculous.
0: Todd says this is our best episode ever. we good, Jose. Well, good. Take that to heart, <laughs> Jose. Best show Nathan,
1: ever. I say, Nathan, by the way, congratulations. I hear that Baltimore is getting a potential USL championship mm-hmm. team. Congratulations. Right. I'm, I'm
0: excited. I'm excited. Just just up the road from us, about 20 minutes from where I live. Oh. And, no. and yeah, you I got invited to the couple the, minutes. No, uh, D.C. United oh um, no, fucking uh, announcement tomorrow. Although <laughs> go I got a again. meeting, I got a work meeting tomorrow evening, so I can't go. To I think I they're going to unveil Wayne Rooney, me. so uh, could get some free fish and chips if I was able to go. But I got a work I, meeting, so that's okay.
1: I I want to apologize. My drunk friends are begging me to call it a day. So good night, everybody. I, All right. Houston was a good result. If you don't believe me, this is you, Ismail, and everybody else that agrees with Ismail.
0: I got fish and chips for Jose all day. Bye, guys. All right. Good night. Good night, there, (laughs) Jose. All right, guys. uh, Ismail, calling. Last words. Any thoughts about North Texas, or just uh, anything you want to 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 leave with us uh, as we prepare to close out the show for this evening.
2: It's just fun to see that it's literally the same issues as it happening with FC Dallas because that SKC game last week, they lost 4-2, to but the expected goals was literally switched. Like, expected goals for North Texas was 4 and for SKC was 2. So it's the same issues with defensive issues, not finishing all their chances, um, and just not being like structurally um like they were being sure like they're not playing structurally very well there's issues with the roster and um injuries and interesting since Bartlett hasn't started they haven't been very consistent so maybe Bartlett should play in North Texas but then again we have depth issues on the first team um so it's it's the same issues uh maybe almost mirrored perfectly same summer slump just hope they get out of it I mean they will definitely make the playoffs like Jose was saying, but uh, it's uh, it's also you want a high spot um, in the standings to be able to play um, favorably in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: Go ahead, Colin. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I, I think I think NTSC. I mean, kind of like Jose was saying, they aren't the favorites, but they have for sure. Uh, performed above their expectation, or right at it in my opinion. Um, I mean, look at the very first game against Minnesota United, a mostly MLS squad. I mean, I was there on the field watching that game. We dominated that game. They they, they show that they can compete with the best of the best. So it'll be cool to watch them uh, this weekend uh, against uh, St. Louis. It'll be nice to watch. Uh, for SC Dallas, just need a – Nico's learning about subs. I mean, we saw it in the Houston game. And when we made the subs, um, besides key for Sylvania very early on, um, the subs in the second half when we saw, um, when we saw those, it changed the game. It helped. You know, Houston was on the front foot; they were bashing us like pretty badly. We didn't know how to handle it. The subs came on and made a difference. They made a little bit less of an effort. They were able to slow Houston down a little bit. Is that saying much for what they did? Uh, not that much. But I mean, Houston is a very a very scrappy team, a very – we're going to throw everyone at you at once once you get a chance. We don't care about going to play defense. We'll play scrappy all day long. And I think that not only gets them points on the road and points at home, but it also costs them points. And uh, I think that costed them with – obviously with Jesus' goal, uh, they were going for the win there. But also, you know, got them the goal with teenager uh, Hadibi. So, I mean, I think uh, Dallas just needs to just solidify that back line, get everyone healthy. It, with this midweek game against NYCFC on Wednesday, throw out the kids, throw out the NT, NSC, uh, NTSC kids, throw out Bartlett, throw out Isaiah Parker at left back. Put let Jimmy have a run. You know, get get these second team players a chance, and these third team players a chance. So let Sean run, get over on some minutes. That way, everyone can recover for the game on Austin. That way, we can bring Copa Tejas home again.
0: Yeah, I do. I I I like that. I think Copa Tejas is like the next saying like hey let's hang on to that let's, those brag, bragging rights are important um, it, it, you know that is hardware that is the most uh, the next piece that's possible so I, I think that's that's good stuff too yeah um, and, and and Colin you know just uh, your sense really uh, you know just a couple of minutes of this uh, as one who's been very active in the supporters section. Uh, leading, trying to create that atmosphere uh, among fans in the stadium. Has it felt like a, like it's a different uh, feeling, different cooperation with the front office this year? Um, Has the energy been different? I mean, we've definitely seen the energy. I've seen it far from, you know, the, the TV feeds that it seems like the stadiums have been, uh, they're doing a better job of getting folks in to see uh, the excitement on the field. But just your perspective uh has there been a change this season oh 100 percent um
3: I, I mean we're starting to have more communication um obviously I'm not heavily involved you you' have to ask uh, Paulie luis or benjamin or even hotch um can to ask those guys but just from a guy who's you know been there all the time i mean we we have a full-on band this year it's no more you know hey we have drums come play and that's how i got started last year we have a we have full- on band we have a lumber Corporation, we have a food truck at tailgates that everyone can eat for free at. I mean, the cooperation with the front office has improved a lot. Uh, the marketing team, I, I know it's a little bit different from the SG's, but the marketing team has done phenomenal this year. They're putting butts in seats. Even if they're doing the wave in the 50th minute when we're losing, it gets annoying a little bit as a, as a soccer fan. But, I mean, it gets butts in seats. It gets people knowing who we are and knowing you know, about us. The supporter section has been packed every game. The Toronto game, even at the opener, it was still pretty full. Um, I mean, it has been, <laughs> it has been amazing. Um, I I think the FO has stepped up a lot from last year, with last year not being high on the expectations. But um, they they've stepped up, but they keep going in the right direction. I can honestly see us selling out more games, and I can see the sports section definitely needing to be moved from that small section because it has been. Huge! It has been a a
0: huge uh, improvement. Well, that's great. Well, that's great. Well, let, let's leave it there uh, before the night gets too long. Ishmael, Colin, and of course our buddy Jose is having a blast right now uh, there in Wisconsin. Uh, thank you all for joining joining us. Uh, and of course, I will always take the audio, and uh, I think I'm a little bit behind, but we'll add that to our podcast. So if you want to subscribe and get the audio version, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find our Big D After Dark show. Uh, uh, this was a great show tonight. A lot of comments. Love those comments. Love the feedback, the questions. Um, good stuff. Good stuff, everybody. We'll see you next week, and hopefully we'll have uh, a three points at home to talk about and more, and a Copa Tejas victory to talk about. Okay? Good night, everybody.
2: night. night.